The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Eat Sleep List, a show about, well, making lists. Uh, my name is Matt Johnson, your host, and uh, today is a very special one for me. Uh, the guest I have on today is a guy, and he knows how much I admire him. He already knows. I'm going to butter him up a little bit here. Uh, this guy, he was my high school media productions teacher, and he taught me so much that applies to what I do with podcasting. And, uh, he, and it's, it's really cool, too, because every time I seem to go back to the studio, he's always constantly reinventing himself, reinventing the studio. Um, but everybody, I want you to welcome uh, Mr. Mor- I, I'm just still going to call you Mr. <laughs> I'm always going to call you Mr. Uh, everybody, call me Moranto like everybody we'll else. Call it, all right. Everybody, <laughs> welcome to the show. Moranto. How you doing? Uh, I'm great. How are you? Uh, you know, wonderful. Uh, you know, it's uh, really cool to be here. I've... You know, we I got you to be on one of my, my show. Everything comes full circle. Yeah, right? And uh, because, again, I think what you're doing over here with the podcasts and all this stuff that you're doing, I think is so cool. And I've been uh, promoting, you know, you guys with my although not since March, but yeah. I've been uh, that's going to be the goal. If we get back to school this fall, uh, whatever it looks like, I, I, we're going to definitely start talking a lot more about the YouTubing and the podcasting and this Absolutely. kind of stuff. So. I, I can't like preach enough how like it. I think it's really good for kids because some like, uh, you know, because you, you are talking about going in the direction for some of the students. Uh, I'm not like a camera guy. <laughs> There's right. some people who just don't want to be in front of a camera. I feel like podcasting is like that, that nice alternative where yeah. you can have a big presence, but you don't have to. And, and everybody's got strong opinions about something. Yeah. And I and I I try to keep pushing uh, kids to because I do. I think that you gain a lot of confidence with this, which I think is because you, you got to prepare. Yes, um, and you can, and you can, you know, when people aren't, right. and I think that it makes you organize your thoughts, and it makes you, you know, have an opinion, back it up. So, you know, and I think for some kids that are comfortable maybe doing something like this, they're not comfortable, you know, talking to somebody on the street, but they're comfortable doing this. Yeah, it so, really opens up. It's one of my favorite things about podcasting has really been seeing people kind of open up doing these. Yep. People who are usually kind of a little bit more reserved. Um, I like to think that I was pretty much a reserved personality in high school. I, I talked every now and then, yep. but I didn't let it loose like I do with podcasting. And it's really co- kind of cool to see others like that, and they really open up. You know, right. And no, you really get to know who they are. No, I people. agree. And I think it's really cool. And, again, I've you know, the more I listen to them and the more, that I, the more ki- uh, f- kids, I call you guys kids, and <laughs> you guys aren't 17 anymore, but I, I, you guys, you, you all look exactly like you were when you were 17 in my mind. But um, when I see all the folks that are out doing these things in so many different ways, and I have so many alumni that I've got to work with doing so many cool things, yeah. it's been really, it's, it's gratifying for me that, that you know, you're, you're using something that you spend a lot of time doing, and, it, and you're having fun with your life, which I think so is pretty fun. Cool, so much know? fun. So I thank you for that. Oh, thanks. I thank you for paving the way. Uh, for me, me to be able to do this. Uh, so today, we are going to make a list of our top ten favorite sci-fi ships, yep. which I'm really excited for. But of course, as always, every first-time guest, uh, you got to run through your top five facts about you. So cool, so cool. Just maybe something cool that's happened to you in your lifetime. Whatever made just five things uh, about you. Uh, five things that I started as a math teacher before I became a media teacher. I did not know that. So I was a <laughs> teacher of something that nobody wanted to learn. Theoretically, the teacher that something everybody least had fun doing. Nobody ever says, what am I ever going to use a video camera? Um, that's the first one. That is true. Uh, second thing, I'm very proud of my family. Uh, my sons are great kids. I've got a tremendous wife. 
I think you know I lost my dad recently. Yes, yes, um, I'm sorry. You know, so that so uh, I recognize the importance of family. I've always recognized the importance of family. So I've, uh, you know, really this that's an important thing for me is uh, how important my dad was to me. Right. Um, you know, he's my best friend, so uh, he would love this. I wish he could be here and maybe he's upstairs listening to it. I'm sure um, he is. First, I'd have to explain what a podcast is. Then, uh, you know, but <laughs> that's always the fun. So that's, that's my second thing part. is family and my my children are just really and my wife are just the most important things in my life. Third thing is uh, I, I, I'm really handy. Uh, as I get close to my retirement, I'm hoping to do um, some property development and some handyman work. Okay, uh, that's kind of like my 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 retirement plans in a couple of years. Uh, fourth thing, uh, I'm a big soccer guy. Not American soccer. I could care less about MLS. I think it's a uh, it's, you know, it's like Little League. Um, no, I really I really like uh, English Premier League. Uh, I'm a Man City guy. That's been, probably, have you been to one of their games? I, I haven't been to a Man City. I mean, okay. I've seen them in the United States when okay. they would do like what they call the International Champions Cup. Right. Um, uh, which is basically a preseason thing. Um, I've been to England. I've seen, um, I, I've, I've seen uh, Tottenham play because uh, that was the game I could get to. I've seen, uh, and I also went to France versus uh, Amsterdam, uh, well, the Netherlands. So I've seen two professional and, a, and an international game. Uh, the goal is when I retire, that is to get my son and I, one of my, both my sons at Trattoria to get to England more during the winter and oh, watch the game. that would be fantastic. Uh, I guess the last thing probably is uh, I'm a huge, I'm a, it's not really a top ten thing <laughs> that people don't know about me. I'm a, I'm a geeky sci-fi guy, have been since I was five. So. Yeah, you've never been shy about it. You've no, never been not shy at about all. it. Not Even like... When I first met you, I didn't like. I was like, "Oh, I'm trying to get a read on this guy." I'm like, "Oh, what's he about? He's a sci-fi. He likes Star Wars. No, yep. t- no teachers that I have talk about Star Wars. <laughs> They're all those are the bad teachers. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, this is really cool. Actually, one of my I think the first times I met you, you did a you actually made a uh, Star Wars Star Trek crossover. And yeah, he was flipping back between scenes. I was like, "Yeah, like oh. the Enterprise versus the Death Star." Yeah. And it was the coolest thing. I was yeah. like, all right, I can get into and it, this. You know, and when I do those videos, it's always fun because those are videos that teach me techniques to show to the kids. Right. So if you don't produce stuff, then you don't know what you're not meeting the challenges. So that's, I mean, I just made a, a, a I just did a video where I, I took my favorite Star Trek show, Deep Space Nine, and I basically took clips from the show and edited it as if the theme, though, was the old Hill Street Blue show. So I, I, that's kind of the projects. That's one of my first projects I'll show the kids in the upcoming year. Okay. How to re-envision a TV show with a different <laughs> song. Like, just, just to have some fun with it. I love know? it. No, you got to get creative. you got to get creative when yeah. it comes to that sort of thing. So, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, thank well, the, you. There's, uh, there's, the, there's the know-how, the top five of the man named Maranto. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let us get ready to go on our little pseudo-road trip. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to turn on our... Our, our fake car radio with our royalty-free, <laughs> copyright-free music so I don't get sued. There you go. And there it is. All right. So let's get into this thing. What is your number 10 favorite sci-fi ship? All right. This is my safe pick okay. because this is one of those ones that I know is a fan favorite, and I don't want to piss people off too early. <laughs> so I got to go with Serenity from Firefly. Uh, that, that's, my t- that's my number 10. Okay. Very good. Oh, Firefly. I'm not too familiar with that TV. Show. I, and I apologize. I apologize. It was on. It was on Sci-Fi. They ended up doing like a TV movie kind of thing version of it. It's oh, a, you know, I didn't think I it, see an image yeah. of it. I did. It, it, it's like a pirate ship. It's kind of like it's a. It's I want to say rip off from Millennium Falcon, but it's kind of like if you did a whole series about a whole crew of people living on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. They're essentially. It's basically a cargo ship. They don't have weapons. 
there are people living in in space. Um, you know, the con- the ship's constantly break. It's like a it's a cool. It, it's a it's if you like sci-fi, it's a fun ensemble cast. You know, it's a it's a good. Um, the guy who ended up being on Castle was the star of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a, it was for it was early on when when kind of either alternative channels were starting to do a lot of. Uh, sci-fi and, and Firefly is a really cool designed ship. You know, it, it seems like a practical ship. I gotcha. It's kind of a you know, it's a it's a fan favorite you know kind of thing. I gotcha. All right, um, I like it. It's a good start. Uh, you're definitely going to be able to tell what my in, where my interests lie when you hear some of the ones on my list. Okay. Um, so my number ten, I'm going to go. I'm going to go prequel trilogy. Okay. Uh, the little the one man Jedi starfighter. Uh, the like the yellow it's one, the, and the, and the yellow and the red one. It's got like that yeah. triangular from, design from Episode Three when they when that they sweet opening yeah. sequence. It's, it's a it's a good ship. It's actually of of the Star Wars ships. It's my favorite fight. It's very efficient. I get excited when I see it too, and like other media. Cause I, I mean, I play some of the vi- the, the video games, and it like right. it, it's popped up in recent memory. Um, I've always thought it's such a cool design. I've always liked the design, uh, the usage of the R two units. Uh, well. I do R4 as well, but uh, the, the various droids you can use with it, yeah. and the fighting capabilities, and it's got a pretty sleek design. I, I even like the little ring thing that they, they go into to kind yeah. of transport Yeah, I, I thought that there's, I like that, because, you know, most of the times in your Star Wars ships, the, the fighters are all very, like, they're almost like, um, you know, World War II fighters. They have a very limited range, yeah. and they're going to have to go back and land and get gas. Right. And where these ships, that with that extra ring, they can go on, you know, like, especially in the Clone Wars War series. See, the geeky part of this coming out. <laughs> that where, you know, and I do, I like those. I, I've actually, I think that I like the designs of most of the prequel ships even more than, than the other, even yes. more than the, we, we know the one we have to talk about. <laughs> but uh, but besides all the other ones, because um, I'm not a big fan of, like, Star Destroyers. I think they're lazy. I don't know. I, I don't, yeah. yeah. I'm not a, like, yeah. they're just big. They're just big. You know. They're intimidating. That, yeah, that's it. Right. That's right. it. But that's a great ship, it's, especially because everybody kind of has their own color code to it and stuff like that. Right, yeah. right. I like that. Yeah, okay. that's a good pick. Excellent, excellent. I All think right. I have an, I am sure I have an ornament from that, <laughs> that one. I probably ornaments of most of these. <laughs> I love it. I love to hear it. Uh, what is your number nine? Okay, so now i got to go back. And, again, I'm an much older guy, so I'm, you know, I'm 53. So I've been watching sci-fi um, for many, many, many years. So I'm not even this, – this is an interesting ship because it's the first time in sci-fi where you saw someone make an attempt to actually imagine what a spaceship would look like in the real world. So if, i got to go with the Discovery 1 from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, I did see that. Yep, that's a fantastic one. 1968. Um, it's real long. It's got that big sphere in the front uh, with like that rotates, so it's got uh, zero grav, and you know, like they got Velcro shoes. It's a unique-shaped yeah. ship. It's got HAL 9000. It's got the cryogenic uh, chambers, and I, it's those really cool, awesome pods with the things. You know, yeah, I like that touch to it. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I can't help you. <laughs> it's such a, it's such, I mean, the first hour of that movie is terrible. I, I watched it with my son, and he was like, this is good. He says, but like, there's like a 20-minute sequence of like the the... The steward is delivering a sandwich. Like it's really, it's and it's. It's been a while since <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> but this, but for its time, I mean, it, it was after Star Trek, kind of, kind of overlapped with Star Trek before Star Wars. Okay. So it's and it's and it was a big sci-fi. It really did have, you know, from a. It's a neat ship. It seems like what a ship could look like in the future. 
I could definitely see that. I, I, it so just, some of my ships, some of my picks are going to be because I feel like they're practical or plausible. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I, know, I, some of mine are. That's probably, why I don't like the Death Star because it would it would take three thousand <laughs> years to build the Death Star. We're gonna find all the metal to build it. Like I just like, oh come on, yeah, like just stop. It's just, it's just like you know, I'm just trying to see. That's my argument. With my my son and in class, you know, but like I don't really care. I I know it's sci-fi, but like it's still to me like I want ships that seem like they could be real ships. Yes, I I completely agree. And I'd like to live on that ship. That's a ship I could live. Yeah, and this actually that's a perfect uh, segue to my number nine. Yeah. Uh, did you see the movie Passengers? Um, Chris Pratt and uh, oh. no, I don't think I have. Okay, I forgot. Jennifer Lawrence is in it. I know which movie this is though, and I've been meaning to watch it, and I haven't watched it. I liked it. I liked it. It was. It came. They're out going. Like the, they're trying to find another place to live. Exactly. Okay. So they're on. A, the ship is called the Avalon, and right. it's very hospitable, uh, and that's I think. Like to your point, that's why I picked it. I thought it was a great one to uh, because I, I mean I don't see that like I see that being plausible, realistic. You know, you know, someday it could be a hundred years, yes. could be two hundred years, could be thousand yep. years, but that's going to be normal. People are going to be put on ships like that so they can yep. go visit other planets or these places. These ships are just going to be very, very. Habitable, habitable. Yeah, uh, I think is the phrasing. It was really cool. It had a little bit of everything. I liked the little. Uh, they had the little bar, their their dining room, and and, and all that. Uh, great movie, by the way. I think I seen it. I think it was one of the last movies I seen at the Four Seasons. It was one of the last. Um, but it had, a, it had a really cool vibe to okay. it. So, but, I have um, to look that one up. I just made a note for myself. Okay. Yeah, I re- very fond of it. Very fond of it. Uh, but yeah, it's my number nine. Um. My third, my my number, my number eight, because my stupid thing wouldn't go in reverse, <laughs> uh, is uh, is a more modern one. And again, it goes back to this concept of a plausible spaceship, and it's the Endurance from Interstellar by Chris Nolan. Oh yeah! It is a really, really, really cool ship. It's it kind of got that ring again for the zero grav. It's got those two Rangers that are really cool looking ships. Um, and I liked that everything kind of had made sense, and I and and the way they took the ship through the wormhole is just the, the the concept of a ship being designed to go through a spherical wormhole. Most of the time in sci-fi, wormholes are like just a hole. Yes. Where this time they envisioned it that it was a spherical uh, um, black hole that you would travel through. The interiors are really cool. Again, I love on that. Like absolutely, it really yes. has, and it's a, and in many ways it kind of it even borrows some of the ideas of things from my previous pick, Discovery One. Again, it's one thing about Nolan. Again, with his Batman trilogy, he 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 doesn't have that fantasy version of the Batmobile. He wants a car that's like you could drive. Yes. Like that. That's what you get the bike. You could see that that bikes. They it make was a physical realistic. Bike. Yes. You know, like yeah. he want if you all the effects and the same thing with I think the sci-fi with that. He wanted to make a sci-fi movie that you could say I can believe that this is plausible, without a doubt. And I actually have to. Uh, I'm actually in agreement with you because that is my number eight. Uh, oh, okay. Fan, easy, real easy. Uh, I remember seeing that movie and I was pretty blown away. I still am blown away by it every time I see it. It's confusing. I got like, what? Huh? I got to go back a couple times. Time, like the way time and stuff, it's a little yeah. it messes you up. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, the ship was was built to endure. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was relatively host. You know, it was pretty hospitable. So uh, yeah, easy number eight choice. Yep. And uh, yeah, what a cool design. And and again, it, it was it the whole movie concept well, was. Well, that ring concept, like like the. 
the type the, the Anakin one with the, with the ring for traveling. Yes, you know, and it's got the extra give a little extra boost and yeah, yeah absolutely. And then a, you can detach it and go and do that. Seems like a prizable thing too because you're not going to bring an extra ship in the in the in the you know in the <laughs> cargo bay. You know, <laughs> no, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was a cool concept. Then it, it, it it's not you really watch the movie top to bottom and, and kind of some of the, the, the way our, our you know our world's going it's not too far no no and i think that's that's one of the reasons i like the movie I, I, it's like you know it's neat yeah i 100 percent agree all right so since we're both in agreement to number eight let's go on to our number seven uh number seven okay i went back a little bit to nostalgia in my childhood but also a, an update i had to go with something from Battlestar galactica especially the newer uh version of it okay so i went with their viper uh, uh, fighter, the Mark Seven, I think it's called. There's, they got like a bunch of different ones because they changed it through the course of the show. The original Viper Viper Two is a really a throwback to the 1978 Battlestar Galactica, but then once they kind of <clears throat> were able to get the you know the computer virus out of the thing, oh that's sharp. They went and they went with uh, this thing, and and again, what I like about the Viper is that. Again, when you watch Star Wars and you see the X-Wing move, you, the, the idea of an X-Wing, and everybody knows the background of the X-Wing fight, that he pretty much stole it from other war movies. Yeah. Like he, he wanted the ships to be like a dogfight like you saw in World War One, World War II. Ships can't move like that in space. It's just it's, it's, it's not plausible. No. It's not plausible at all. So I like the way the Viper 2 works because it has that main engine, but it has to do all that flipping and turning and those thrusters <laughs> to make it do rolls. And, and, you know, like, and you could believe that with or without computer assistance, those pilots, especially like, you know, Starbucks, she could actually roll that thing and kick your ass with it. <laughs> do that weird flip to back burn to slow themselves down. Like it's the, the, the and with the cool CGI that even that it could have in the in the early two thousands, it, it's a good it's a fun ship to watch. It, like, it, I mean I'm looking <clears throat> at it now. It looks like a uh I mean it looks like it can be a condensed like rocket in a way yep. with the wings uh attached to it. So I mean this is really, really cool. I can definitely see some Different elements of just various other sci-fi, you know, sci-fi products in it, but it's and a I really like the triangular ship. thing that they held back from the original, um, the original Viper from the old Battlestar Galactica that I watched as a kid. Right. <clears throat> so I mean, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat one. It's it's a neat ship. Um, this pic, the picture that I kind of pulled up from a model that I found. Um, I almost like sometimes when they would paint it differently, they put the red stripes on it and give it a sharper. Right, right, know, right. Kind of, which is silly. Why would you? Who cares? Why would it have red stripes in outer space? It's a, but you know, like oh, I got the paint. We might as well use it. You know. You know. Um, I love yeah, but those were good dog fights on that show. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember some of them. We used to watch them as a kid, and uh, there was some good. I, I like. I, I can appreciate a good space battle. Yeah. It has to be good. Like, there's no. It's either bad or it's good. There's no right. in between. Uh, so I can definitely appreciate those. All right. My number seven. Uh, going back to my, my gimme my gimme movie. Uh, I'm going to go Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. The, the long range one. Yeah. I have a couple different Lego versions of that one. I, I used to. I got to find the sets. I got to find the bricks. But I used to have them. Uh, I, I always like, I mean, the TIE Fighter is really cool. But just looking at it visually, it looks like looks flimsy uh it, but that one looks badass yes it's 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 really and you see it you're like oh shoot darth vader's coming yeah right like <laughs> oh, these guys are just like cannon fodder <laughs> they all suck it's a wrap you know it, 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 it seemed more durable it seemed more yes durable. yes uh and obviously we you know with the new hope uh after the death star blew up 
where did Darth Vader go? Right. He had to have gone, you know, it, it looks like it can sustain some deep space travel. Right. Uh, which was a, you know, which is another aspect for me. It looks relatively comfortable. Uh you know the good fighting mechanics and stuff, but I think just shape wise, it's very uh, it's it a seemed, very attractive. It definitely seemed like it could. It was a more plausible ship than the the regular Tie Fighter. Yeah, I, I don't understand how the what, what are those stupid <laughs> things even for? I mean, what are those two? Are they solar panels? <laughs> like they're like they're not they're like the let's face it the the the. You know the the evil empire. They're not they're not using solar power. They're no. they're, they're gas guzzling all they can, <laughs> right? They're not like oh we got to save the environment. No, we're not. What are those? What are, I'm sure someone's gonna be like no. You know those are the and I'm like what I don't really care because I, I I never I like that tie fighter and I totally agree with you. I don't like the big like bulky. Yeah, it's like. And you guys couldn't do this for all of your fighters, yeah. like but I, like in Mandalorian, they had that one that showed up where the wings bent. Yes, and I want one of those. Yeah, like I can agree. I'm with hoping that. they sell that at you know that that's a Ford. I, I can pick so. that up and <laughs> like I can lease that. You know, I was like, oh, that's a cool ship. That was really, I love yeah. that show. By the way, that's I'm so excited for show. season two. Very excited for season two. Um, Mandalorian ship almost made the list, but I I don't mention. Yeah, I'm going to mention it's close, but it's it's I, it's up there. Okay. I already have a couple of those kinds of ships on my list. So. I know. I, I was, there was a couple ones where I was a little like, oh, I don't put it on air, do I? Um, all right, very good. Uh, number six. Okay, my number six is another throwback to my childhood, and I, I had this as a toy and a model. Um, and, okay, so Star Trek comes out, obviously, the original series. It gets very popular in syndication. The world starts to see it. So Europe says, man, we need something. Obviously, England had Doctor Who. So Italy produces a show called Space 1999. Okay, and Seriously. it's from 1970. Okay, okay? and it's a uh, Martin Landau who was on Mission Impossible is the star. His wife is the doctor on the show. Okay, and the uh, and another famous actor was on the first season. And it's a mixture of of people from all over Earth that all live on Alpha Moon Base. And for some stupid reason, I don't even remember why, the moon, this is completely implausible, the moon breaks orbit with the Earth and starts to travel through space. Oh. So the plot, it's, it's, so it's, it's a terrible premise. <laughs> but, and the special effects are really, the, 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 the costuming is really bad, but some of the special effects are pretty cool. I like the concept of Moonbase Alpha because it's a really cool, it feels like what a, a space base, a space station base would look like. Right. All one, you know, and then they have various places all over the moon. But their ship that they get around on the moon or back and forth to Earth with is this Eagle One from Space 1999. It's okay. this. Is this it's, the toy, too? That's, that's the, the toy. toy. I had that toy. It was one of the coolest toys I ever had. That's I wish I really still good. had it. I love when you can open up the door. It was very cool. And, and it came apart like the front of that model came off, the cockpit came off, and you could attach it to the guns in the back. And then the middle of that car section could come off too so it's a really neat looking design like it's got that ladder looking thing that reminds you of like a space station and those that big cargo thing in the middle can be replaced with either like science labs or med bays or just so it it, they they ended up like giving it like uh lasers for battle when they would fight aliens like from other planets and stuff and um you know like they had they had weeks they had weak um Week special effects, but it only the show was only on for about two three years. Okay, um, they had a character in later seasons that was like a change a shapeshifter. They got rid of the old guy and they brought him, and they never explained what happened to the old guy. It was like it was just... bad TV continuity <laughs> thing. But my brother Tom and I we loved this show growing up, and uh, like I said, it was a it it had its 
it had its uh, it had its moments, but this was a pretty cool ship. I, I like that. It's I a like cool that. looking ship. I'm gonna see if I can find that. I'm gonna have to find the show. I'm curious. It's on. You're, uh, you're dropping a whole lot of like stuff I, that's I, way before my yeah. time, but not in it's a bad way. It's on Pluto TV. It's also on Amazon. Okay, I, I think Amazon. it's included on an Amazon. Okay, I'm gonna have to go. We gotta skip around. There, there's some bad episodes because <laughs> you know it was like it was, but it was Italy's attempt to try to do Star Trek. Gotcha. So here, well, real quick question while we're yeah. on that: um, Do you prefer older sci-fi because they had to try harder, or do you prefer newer sci-fi? I, de- it, I just want a good story. You just want a good story. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Good story. Okay, that, that's. I want good characters and story. I want camaraderie between the cast. Huh. Um, I could care less, you know. Um, I could care less about because I can forgive bad special effects. Yeah, as long as there's if a you don't got a budget, you don't got a budget. Yeah, it is what you know, it is. I mean, I'm a Doctor Who fan, so I mean, <laughs> there's a That's lot true. of bad, wife, a, like old Doctor Who is bad sci-fi. Like, my it's, wife it's, turned it's, me onto that yeah. when we first started dating, and I was like, uh, "Is this new Doctor <laughs> Who is different? New Doctor Who is like the newer Doctor Who is much different, but. very different." Um, all right, so I'm going to delve into the world of comic books here for this one. All right, uh, my number six is going to be the X-Men's Blackbird ship, which they uh, did. See, converge. I didn't get an ad. I didn't get into comic books, but I think that's a good point. Uh, I, I think you could do a little bit of everything. Like, there, I actually have a video game one on here too uh, in a little bit. But uh, the Black, well, they actually did do it in the last X-Men movie. Love or hate it, uh, they turned it. They they modified it to for. The ability to go into space, right. and uh, they did a pretty. It's just a sleek ship. It's a really cool ship. I think comparable. Um, it's for like Star Wars sake. It's almost like uh, it's almost like the Queen ship. Yep. It's like the crossover between the, the yep. Queen ship and Darth yep. Maul's. Uh, the Darth. Oh, Maul's I know ship. the ship. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think. Yeah, look it up because it is. It is a cool looking ship, and yeah. I got no complaints. I used with to it. have. I used to have a toy of it way back in the day. Uh, and you can, I think you can actually put the, the little the toys inside of it, which is always a neat little thing. Right. But uh, yeah, what a cool design! It it, uh, it does have like a like a like a like a like a war jet or something like yep. like look to it. But the fact and that it, it can go and out it into space looks like something that it does feel like something that that you could like a knockoff military kind of thing that you would build and. And then, you know, that they would have the ability to modify it to go into space. Without a doubt. Uh, like, within 50 years or so, like, it wouldn't be a problem at all yeah, like, uh, yeah. with the Space Force and all that good yeah, stuff. Musk will, <laughs> Musk will have one of those once he starts. Once he has the, 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 the metahumans. Yes. When he starts causing the metahumans. That's going to be Musk. He's going to start causing that. Oh, stuff. boy. I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sign up to be metahuman? I get the, I get the worst... I get like the trivia superpower. That that's what that'd be my power. I would only know trivia. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I would get the worst. I'd yeah, try like, really hard. You know. and, oh yeah. I know how I know how that luck goes. I know how the luck goes. <laughs> um all right, we are on our top five now. Top five. What is your number five? Well, my my famous my favorite um, sci fi whatever um, collection uh, is going to be Star Trek. So, and my favorite show has always been, of all the Star Treks, is Deep Space Nine. Okay. Um, it was the underappreciated middle brother of Star Trek, you know, after Next Generation, before Voyager, and it was, and it, it, it had this concept of, of a space station as a set of just a ship exploring. Um, it's a great show. It, it really, because it was one of the first shows that really started the concept of arc story arcs. Right. Up until then, all your shows did like 90, 60 minutes, 60 minutes, 60 minutes. Every storyline was contained to an hour. 
maybe you do a cliffhanger, but Deep Space Nine really, and I didn't go with Deep Space Nine because it's a space station, although I love the design. I went with, because uh, people always give Star Trek crap because they don't have a battleship. So Star Trek Deep Space Nine decided they needed a ship, so they came up with their battleship that was supposed to fight the Borg, which was called the USS Defiant. And it is like this, no, no science labs, no med bays. It's just like no cargo, <laughs> you know, there's no bowling alley or force, you know, you know, like lounge where they all sit and have coffee looking in space. It's like it's designed to fight the Borg. So okay. it's got quantum torpedoes and it's this small maneuverable ship. And they bring it to Deep Space Nine to battle the alien on that show. But it actually makes an appearance in Star Trek First Contract. It's okay. Contact. It's actually in there. That's how they incorporate Worf, getting Worf back onto the, to the Enterprise because he's not on. At that point, he had left this. He was the show had ended. He was now on the spinoff, so they had him show up with the Defiant, and he's beating the shit out of this <laughs> with with the Defiant. And the Defiant's this great little super maneuverable ship. It's got a blade of armor. It had quantum torpedoes. It, had, it even had like a cloaking device that they borrowed oh, from so the cool. from the Romulans. So it was a really cool. It, it and it's. A, for, and now going back to, to quality science fiction, um, great stories that centered around that ship, but also the way they were able to, for its time in the early '90s, to do really good special effects with that. Film. Right. So no, because I grew, I grew up on like that. Not the biggest Trek, you know, Trek Star Trek. I appreciate the history, but I grew up with that era. I would say if anybody was going to pick a Star Trek show to watch, I always would say based on our viewing habits now, where you want to binge watch. And you want to see ongoing stories with characters. That, and the character development on this show is why it's my favorite. Um, you know, so I, and I'm, it, it's, we're, we're all, we're the, we're, again, we're kind of like that middle child, the Deep Space Nine fans. But more and more people are realizing it was one of the, it had the black captain, it was a single father. There's a lot of things that really made it very, very, very important in terms of sci-fi, in terms of storytelling. Right. So it's been my favorite, but I always love the Defiant too because I'm like, yes, we finally got a ship that kicks everybody's ass, you know. Finally. Yeah, definitely. Finally. No, that's a great one. Um, all right, so my number five, this is the one I went the video game route, so it's going to be a little different. Uh, I grew up just enamored with video not so much anymore, but I grew up enamored with video games. There's this one video game I used to play as a role-playing game called uh, Final Fantasy VIII. And in the game, there was a spaceship called uh, Ragnarok. All right? Okay. And the name, the name always, like, I you know I, I it's a good name for a spaceship. It's really cool. The thing it's it's all red. It's shaped like a uh, it's almost shaped like a dragon, in a way. And it's uh it's very luxurious. <laughs> it's very spacious. Um, uh, it's got the turbo boost. I don't think I don't know if it has weapon. I don't think it has weapons on it. But you, you use it to transport around, fly around the. Uh, you know the map of the world for Final Fantasy. Oh, that's a cool looking ship, isn't it? That's a cool looking ship. I've not seen anything like that. It's unique. It's unique. I've not seen that ship before. And like, I, that's not a design I've seen. It's right. It's original. And that's that's kind of what I tried to do with some of my list, like some things on my list. That why were they? Yeah, that's a neat ship. Yeah, I I like it. It has like two. I think it has like two levels to it. Um, but yeah, space spaceship and and just regular, you know. Planetary flight, it, it does a little bit of everything. Almost like the Blackbird in a way. You can use it in both kind of situations. Yep. Uh, but uh, really cool. And just for the video game, it had a really cool uh, theme song that went with it too every time you played it. So, <laughs> uh, or every time you, you hopped in it, which is really neat. So. Well, it's funny because I kind of I avoided video games because um, like if you look at like Call of Duty and um, uh, 
there's that one big ship in Call of Duty or whatever. No, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're that, that one's, I forget the name of it, and I don't know the game, and I show, that was, again, having the conversation with my older son about this. He's like, well, that's a pretty good ship. But I said, you know, I'm going to stay away from video games, and even, like, I'm staying away from, like, Marvel, just because, because obviously, um, like, um, the ship from Guardians of the Galaxy is a really cool ship. It is. But I said, I'm going to just kind of stay out of comic book, even though I would argue that Guardians of the Galaxy is a sci-fi movie, not a comic book. Right. No, that's, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. You know, but I, I kind of stayed away from Marvel. I gotcha. So. I gotcha. That's a good ship, and I've not seen that one before. It's uh, it, it's it's pretty neat. I would, if I could find, like, a model or some kind of display, I would put it up in here. Yeah. I would definitely would. Yeah, and that's a definitely, like you said, it's a unique one. For sure. All right. Uh, number four. Okay, so now I get into, again, a current show that's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, which is probably, to me, the best sci-fi show that's come out, TV show that's come out um, in years. And it's the show's The Expanse. And the ship that the guys the, of the show's main ship is the Rosinante. And it is so that it's not the original name. Of the, so basically the guys, the guys have to, the, the characters are... They're they're trapped on a Martian in 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 the expanse future. It's humans have populated the solar system. Okay. So the Martians and the people from Earth are really kind of always battling. Plus, there's the people that live in the asteroid belt and live on that are kind of like it. Really addresses like it's really kind of neat. That's a cool concept. So the four and it's based on a series of books and the books are tremendous. Um, But it's a great series and. but the ship is the, the main characters end up stealing the ship from the Martian military, which is they're not aliens; they're humans that live on Mars. And it's a it's a Corvette class Martian frigate, and they steal it and they rename it the Rasinante. And it's basically that's Don Quixote's horse. That's basically <laughs> where the name comes from. And it's again this really badass futuristic military battleship. Like it's it's like it's really cool. If you look at a picture oh, of it, wow. it stands when it stands up straight like a rocket, but then once it's in space, it all kind of moves around. Um, again, it's got these like practical weapons, like that you would imagine we'd have in a hundred, one hundred and twenty years. Um, it's got no shields, and there's no fake shields. There is a gravity thing that they're able to generate okay. when they're doing certain movements that they're, but they have to turn it off when they go into battle, so they have to put on spacesuits and everything. But that's because there's no shields. So if they get hit by weapons, there's holes come right through the middle of the ship. Like, and they have thing. to patch them up while in battle. It's like like an old like Navy battle, like with wooden ships. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're welding holes and stuff <laughs> with whatever you can find. And it's got a fusion, like what they call it, the fusion Epstein drive, which is almost like, it's not warp drive, but it's in, it's so fast. And the, the physics of it are, are so right that if you just sat on that ship, in outer space and you went to that speed you would immediately die right so they have like this thing where they have to like inject this almost like steroid juice into them so they don't like their heart doesn't collapse and everything it's really co- and then they go into these again kind of like the earlier ship i mentioned it, it it goes this full burn but when they want to slow down they have to flip it all the way around and fire the engine in reverse and then it's got all these rockets so it can spin and then the guns fire and you see the bullets kind of like arc. and it's got long-range missiles and stuff too 
it it looks like what a ship in the future, 120 years, like a, like especially with the the touch pads. That's the one, right? This is the one. That's the Rosinante. Okay. And there's there's when it battles in outer when they battle in outer space with it, uh, it's pretty damn good. Like okay. even the guy like teaching himself to learn to fly. It, he's like a Martian cargo ship pilot, but he ends up being the pilot. It's a very small cast. Like main characters is four characters on the ship. But if, and they're all it's a re, anybody who's looking for a good sci-fi show watch The Expanse. Okay, and you even said though, like it's, it's on, on Amazon, or Amazon, it's on Prime. Amazon Prime. It was originally on Sci-Fi and it didn't last, but now all the seasons are on Amazon, and it's a great. I really like it. Some really really good actors on it, um, and it really gives you a cool political what it will be like, you know, it, it, especially with what we're dealing with now with some of the stuff you kind of imagine the prejudice against people from mars versus people live on an asteroid right right know, and the physical limitations of their genetic like you know because they're not they're growing up in zero g so it's a really there's a lot of, it's a really fun. and it's and it's and the characters are fun um it, it's got some scary sci-fi in it too with the aliens that they're kind of starting to find out that there's an there was an advanced race so there's a lot of neat shit with the thing, uh, and it's got a coffee maker in the in the bank oh, gallery. Well, that's so. most important. That's <laughs> most important thing. Can't. But it's, it, to me, it's the most of all the things that I've mentioned. To me, it's the most plausible sci-fi ship I've ever seen. Okay, very good. Let's check it out. Uh, all right, my number four. I go. Uh, I went Star Trek here. All right, uh, the granddaddy of them all, Starship Enterprise. Uh, more specifically. Let's see the NCC seventeen oh one E. Okay, uh, this the most is, current one. Yes, yes, uh, it's pretty cool looking. It's pre- it's it's really sleek. I would buy a toy of this, uh, <laughs> like one hundred percent. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it very much because it really only shows up in a couple of the movies. Right, um, right. It's you know it's in the well the last it's in the four movies. It's in. The, after they did the Next Generation crossover movie, they blew up the Genocrise D, which is my least favorite Enterprise. Um, you know, it's so eighties, and then it's <laughs> you know, it's like a bad mall, and you know, and then then the E is the one that they the, the new sets that they built so they could do the four movies. Right, you know, and it, so. it looks, I mean, just beautiful. It just looks beautiful. And I mean, overall, the the, the theme of the at Starship Enterprise has always been, I mean, been pretty much the same yeah. uh, throughout throughout history. So I've always been, I, I like the design of it, the saucer front with yep. the. Uh, with the upward, yep. I mean, would you call them the the the, the nacelles? Yes. The, yeah. Uh, what I like about the the Star Trek ships is they're never boxy. No, they're always like um, their concept, and even with the Klingon ships and, and Romulan ships, is that you have these warp drive engines that are nacelles, and they're usually separate, and then you connect it to like a body. And all the ships kind of have that same feel. Yes. And um, so they never have that boxy-style ship. Um, and, and obviously some of them are con- constructed differently, but that one is, that's a good one. I mean, I, and I, I like that one. Of, of the Enterprises, it's definitely one of the ones I like compared to some of the other ones. No, without a doubt. It's just... I, uh, have a, I, have a, I have a Christmas ornament of that one. Do you? Yeah, I, do, <laughs> I have a Christmas ornament of all of them. So. I love it. I love it. No, it's... Uh, I, I can appreciate that one. It's... I mean, it's got to for me. For if I'm gonna hop in a start, it's got to look cool. Yeah, it's got to look cool. And maybe it's the modern CGI or whatnot, but oh man, yeah, it just it, it works. It just yeah. Works they start me. to get away from the round disc and get more of an old, a little bit it's more ovaly. Oval. It's yeah, more I know what you're It's less round. Yeah, um, you know, so you, you kind of see the you know the, the the evolution of their architecture, which is kind of cool. You know, without a doubt. I, I'm so okay with that one. All right. Uh, so yeah, that was my number four. 
Top right. three. Down number three now. I got to go with this one because it's. I got to go with the TARDIS. The, the time and relative dimension in space. You got honorable it? mention. It was it, honorable mention. It's, it. It, I mean, it's bigger on the inside. It's sentient. Like the <laughs> the heart of the TARDIS is alive. It's moody. Yes. Um. It's you know it's ancient. It's um you know it's. It's and it's it's just deserves its place in history because it's been around since 1960. It's never really changed. I mean, the outside obviously the interior they, has, they but have the outside, yeah. yeah. It's basically well. The, the funny thing about the, the 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 TARDIS is that it's supposed to be able to look like anything. Yes, it's supposed to be able to look like a chair or a, a, a restaurant or whatever you want it to be. But it, it but it's stuck in the chameleon mode. And and so because and that's kind of the fun of the show that it doesn't take itself too seriously, you know, so that, that it's stuck in the chameleon mode. So it's been stuck in this police box mode. And there aren't police boxes in London anymore no. or anywhere in England. <laughs> so they even make fun of that sometimes, you know, um, and of course, I got to play this because. Is it going to play? Because <laughs> it was my ringtone. Was. So that's the noise it makes when it appears. And they always joke about on the show that it's the sound of hope, like it's kind of the you know that he's we, coming, the that doctor's he's coming, coming, coming to save your ass. Yeah. And and but more importantly, in one of the the more recent series, uh, they talked about the fact that technically it's not supposed to sound like that. The the the, the doctor likes to land it with the brake on, and it so it makes this horrible noise, <laughs> you know. So they've really even made fun of it. It's got it, it it's constant, like it has expanded. Like in the when you look at the original ship from the original nineteen sixties. Um, you know, it's a, it's still the same basic design, but it's a little bit bigger now. I don't know why. It's like it's maybe like five percent bigger. <laughs> and, and each doctor has like a different little look to it. Like they, they tend to change the. It changes up, yeah, yeah a so, little bit. And when I went to when I went to England, uh, I went to Cardiff. I went to the to the tour. The Doctor Who experience. Oh, how was had, that? Oh, it's an amazing. It's closed now, unfortunately, because they were used to produce the show in Cardiff. And then when they decided not to produce the show in Cardiff anymore, they, they don't want to leave the props in Cardiff. So they moved everything back into storage. But in the museum, they have five or six of the control rooms from the different series, as well as all the costumes and all the different TARDISes. You can, I think, just about all of them are there. So, you know, so I got, it That's was so a really, cool. it was worth a three-hour ride from, from London to Cardiff. Oh, I'm sure. So we could go to the museum. Would have loved that. It's no, a very, get, very cool show. So I came onto it late. Like, I started dating my wife in 2013. And yep. I was like, what is this show she's watching all the time? And, and just the overall, just the, the concept of it is, is, is really cool. It, it's, it's, it's goofy. It's over the a, top. He doesn't use a gun. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, they always talk about who was your first doctor. So my first doctor was Tom Baker in the 1970s. He was doctor number four. He was he had the longest tenure as the doctor, right? And I grew up. He was the one who had the funny scarf and yes. you know, eating the jelly beans and you know jelly babies <laughs> and and he was kind of that. That he was that <clears throat> he had that charisma. Uh, but I also liked the third doctor. And then you know, I, then I as I got out of high school, I really didn't watch the show, and it went away. It was off for about ten years, and they tried to bring it back as an American crossover in in, in the nineties, and it kind of regained some interest. And then after 2000, they brought it back, and they've been going now for 13 years since, yeah, since they think, restarted it. I think they're on a little bit of a break. They did a new doctor like a couple years ago. Yeah, we're, we, just... we, we've had, well, t- Dave Tennant, yes. who was on Jessica Jones and Fantastic stuff like that. Actor, yeah. He's a tremendous actor. He was also in um, Good Omens recently. Yep. Um, he was the second doctor. Uh, Eggleston was the first one they brought back. Matt Smith, who's was the third doctor of the new, of the new era. 
John Hurt has a brief spent in uh, the 50th anniversary, and then they brought in the woman. Yes. Now, I don't want to get into sexism here because I'm all fond. I'm fine with the woman being a doctor. Yeah. But the new showrunner is not up to snuff and is really just really pissing off all the Doctor Who fans. Like it's, My wife was, like, turned off by it. And, she, like, she was excited not, for she's, it. Yeah. She, I, we were all excited. I, oh, yeah, I think they just picked course. a bad actress, and the writing's not great. Right. So I, I'm all for who. And every episode now, it's like there's a... They, like they have to hit you with the with the with the with the mod with the, with the what you're supposed to learn from it. Like you're five, so for remember <laughs> kids to recycle. Like there's it's literally uh. like it's like give a hoot, don't pollute. Like every episode has like a moral play. Yeah, and they always had that, but it's not. I I'm not stupid. It's so can, obvious. Sci-fi fans are smart. Yes, we don't need. Oh, we know what you're doing. We get it. <laughs> you don't need to like put a sign up for us and tell. But they've been so tremendous. They did an episode where the doctor travels back in time and meets. Um, 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 what's your face? Oh my God! I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, the the woman who had a ride on the, who refused to ride on the back of the bus. Uh, uh, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Yeah. So they they did a great episode where they have to basically help Rosa Parks. Right. It's a great episode. So there are some good episodes with the new showrunner, but uh, and overall, some of the, but overall, like it's the ring's not good and the actress isn't great, right. which is important. But the ship, I don't even like her TARDIS. The, the TARDIS. Like the 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 TARDIS has got this own personality, and even in her generation, I don't even feel like the TARDIS has the personality we used to have. Okay, all right, I so. gotcha. Yeah, that was uh, my wife. No, she never thoroughly explained what was a turn off, but uh, you know, it's right. at least she wasn't the only one. Like, right. It was a, it was a pretty common theme. All right, my number three, going back to the world of Star Wars. All right, uh, one of the most unique shit. Things weird. It's weird, but it's it's got like, such a cool legacy to it. I'm gonna go with the Slave One. That's an honorable mention of mine. Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, there's defining ships. Yep. I, I think the slave one is kind of one of those. Yep. Uh, it's made its appearance in both trilogies. Uh, yeah, you, just, you see it, you know. It's yes. it's it's the fets. It's and what I like, I, I agree with what you said. It the way it flies is very interesting because it kind of pitches. Yeah, it's a it's way so when it comes into land, it does something different. But then once it's up and running. It kind of like does like a turn, and I wouldn't know how to feel if I had to walk up like that, like get in there and have to like. You get into down. like it's yeah. yeah. You get into it kind of like the Apollo, <laughs> the Apollo mission. You're yeah. like looking at the sky, you know. And he just goes, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a cool ship. It's it's we haven't seen it really battle all that much. No, I, the I only wish like to have seen it more in battle. The only battle was the uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, with uh, Obi Wan, yeah. but. I mean, it does have weapons, but yeah, I would have loved to see a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope they bring it back somehow. So there's got to be something because I, I really want to see a Boba Fett series. Still, I'm still really like holding on hope for that. Uh, I, I, I think Disney and Star Wars could do a lot with various, you know, one-off movies with some of these iconic characters. Yeah, I agree. I want to see more of the Slave One. Uh, I definitely do. But it, it's just, yeah, the design was interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's. Battleness. Like I haven't seen too much of the interior, but right. it looks. No, we don't see a lot. Roomy. We've only seen like the cockpit and the cargo bay. That's pretty much all it is. But I think the ship's cool. It's got kind of that like camouflagey looking paint to it. Yeah. Um, it's obviously goes with the character. It, it it lines up with the character quite well. Yeah. Um, so no, I agree. I think it's a you know it's a it's a very good it's a good choice. All right. Sweet. Top two. All right. This is so. There's a lot of people booing me right now, and I didn't even say it yet. <laughs> this is where I get controversy. My number two is Millennium Falcon. It's okay. not my number one. It's not, and because um, <clears throat> again, I, I do love the Millennium Falcon. I mean, I'm one of those people that when um, um, 
Star Wars 7 comes out, and we finally see the Millennium Falcon. I haven't seen it since 1984. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cheering. I remember sitting with my, my son's friend, my girlfriend at the time, and I said, now listen, I'm going to get a little geeky when we see the Millennium Falcon. And I'm, you know, so I love the Millennium Falcon. I mean, I wanted the, I wanted the, like, is it cool that it has that? I wanted that, to play chess. Is it I cool that it has to, that kind know. of effect on you, though? Yes. Like that, that's it. Just transcends pop. Like <clears throat> even non-star. I, I think even non-Star Wars fans look at this ship and they're just like, it sounds cool. Yeah. When, yeah. It, when when it comes across, it's got a very cool engine sound, which you haven't seen before. It's a pretty unique design. Um, you know, like the goofy cockpit on the wrong side. Like it's just, yeah. it, it's it really, you know, like it like the the original ship like. Um, that R2 is on in episode four. That was supposed to tantive four. Yes, yes. That's supposed to be what, the, that was originally what the Millennium Falcon was going to be. That oh, was I the original model, yes, that oh. they planned to use. And and Lucas said, no, 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 no. You don't understand what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like, this utilitarian, beat-up piece of crap. That's too pretty looking. This is, if you met the character, like, this guy, <laughs> this guy doesn't change the oil. Like, he doesn't take his car. You know, like, and that they, they handle that quite well in Solo because the ship looks yeah. great. And then he's Han Solo's got it for like five minutes when he gets it from smashing it. And <laughs> and just it's all beat all up, <laughs> and it's a piece of shit. By the, like five minutes after he borrows it, you know, and Lando flies and Lando off. Lando is like, "What did you do to my ship? What did you do to my ship? like?" It's great. Like it's so it's so. Per- but I I love the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I think it's it's a it. You know, in a battle, it's really cool. It's very cool. It's very maneuverable. I do like the uh, the little ladder turret system yeah. kind of thing going because yep. it that affects was... the gravity. He's got a weird gravity well, so you can be like. It doesn't make it, it, it. It's got its own little gravity pod. So yeah. once you're in it, you you're actually looking out in a weird way, and you're still, but you're still in regular gravity. It's so cool. It's it's so it's, cool. it's, it's an incredible ship. Like it's you know, I made the Kessler run in twelve parsecs. <laughs> you know, like so, and it's and it's it's iconic. It saved the it saved the universe basically twice. You know, without a doubt, it did. It did. I, I mean, I love them. I mean, it's it's um, it's definitely it's definitely you know, and and. The crew makes the ship. One hundred percent. There's, it's livable. It's livable. And then if you have a good, if you have a good crew, there was. I mean, they've showed both times, both iterations of it have had a good group of people in it. Yes. It's 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 fun, man. I I love it. It's yeah. It's it, good. Uncle Drunk of the Galaxy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, so good. Uh, my number two. I did go. I did. I did say it was on here. Um, slightly comic book. Sci- I, I think sci- more. it's pretty sci-fi. It's not the Invisible Jet from Wonder Woman. No, okay, I'm sorry to good. disappoint you. You lose your man card. <laughs> <laughs> I did go the Milano here. I did I, go the Milano. Again, I don't have a problem. Yeah. I love the Milano. It's, again, a livable ship. Livable ship, and that's important. Uh, plenty of room. Yep. It's got some sweet tunes to it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's got a cassette player. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a cassette player in it, for Christ's sake. It just sake. plays the same thing over yeah, and over it again. It does. But. Well, you know. <laughs> you gotta, I grew up in the 80s. We had, you know, like, I had a Walkman. Oh, you get halfway oh, through yeah. the thing, got to flip it over now. Gotta, I, remember my, I remember my first hand-me-down Walkman. Oh, good times. And I made cassette tapes for, for the ladies out there. Did I you? Mean, yeah, I did make. I made, made you know, mixtapes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> my man. I love it. I love it. No, bootlegging, I, bootlegging off the vinyl. I mean, yeah. it was like... No, I mean I agree. I think it's 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 a tough ship. Again, the crew helps it. 
um, fun crew. the crew's a fun crew. You would like to go and hang out with them. If you're going to go to a Bills game with a bunch of guys, <laughs> you want to go with, with them. With Star-Lord yeah. and Rocket and, yeah, and right. Drax. You want Drax with you. The drunk guy <laughs> on the other side who spills his beer on you. Drax is just going to, like, start stabbing him. And it's going to be, you know, Rocket's going to blow him up. Yeah. You know, turn his cell phone into a rocket and shoot him <laughs> into. I mean, no, I mean, I love that ship, too. And, and, it, and it's so cool, like, at the end of the first movie because they give him basically another. One. Yeah, I forgot what the name of the second one. I think it starts with a T. This, yeah. There's a second. It's not called the Milano after that, but right. uh, most of the same elements. Most of the same right. elements to it. And that's, you know, you've seen that in Guardians 2, you've seen it in Endgame, Infinity War. Yep. Uh, but most of the same elements. It's, just, uh, it's a cool. I like the uh, the tail on it. The tail on it reminds me a little bit of that the Ragnarok ship, yep. a little bit the way it's yep. it's it's shaped in the back. It has that bird feel as yes. opposed yes. to again, and I like that. I like when when they build things or they design things in sci-fi, and they really try to get out of you know whether it's the interior or whether it's the costumes or whether it's the weapons, um, getting out of that comfort. You know, no, I don't want. I want to see something I haven't seen before. Right. You know. I mean, that's that's why I think they did a nice job because all the ships in in Guardians won that the ship that the bad guy I forget his name um, Ro- was a Ronin Ronin yeah. has that the, does that weird that turning, twisty thing yeah, twisty yeah. looking thing and then the way they have the defense mechanism with the the gold ships with the netting yeah and um, that was unique that's a really we haven't seen that before like no. and again I I like that I like when I haven't seen it before. Um, and that's hard to do nowadays. You know, that's hard to do. There's so many different iterations of so many different things. If you can surprise me with something like, oh, that I've never seen, I'm, that's kind of where I am with that stuff. Um, and like I said, I think because the, the characters that are in it are fun, too. It's, it's durable. It's good in a fight. Yeah, I'd, I'd get know. together. I'd, you know, I'd go up there with my friends. I'd go, in, go on a little yep. space journey on the yep. Milano uh, without a doubt. Yep. But here we are, the number one. My number one, it's pretty obvious. It's going to be the, the original Starship Enterprise. Okay. Then see... So, you know, USS Enterprise, you know, one. Not, as Scotty said on an episode <laughs> of Next Generation, no bloody A, B, C, D. <laughs> not the NX Enterprise, which Scott Bakula had for a couple of years. And not the JJ-verse one either. Everybody, and I like the JJ-verse movies, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not when I want to start that crap. But um, I'm, I'm a purist. The original Starship Enterprise, I've seen the thing in the Masonian. Um, the model, I mean, the model's... Almost from here to your wall, there it's about fifteen feet long. It's it's like the history of that model is awesome too. Like even that model, like it's only painted on one side. Right. It's not painted on the far side because back then the good guys always came from the left and the bad guys always came from the right. Like it's it's simple. Um, it, it's not. I think it's real. Why it's so important to me? Obviously, it's nostalgic. I grew up at five, six years old watching that on TV and runs. That was a game changer back in the day, for, it, especially for television. Yeah, I mean, television. It, I mean, obviously, like the show. It, I mean, it, to me, it's it's iconic because even George Lucas will tell you, Star Wars doesn't happen if Star Trek's not popular. I've always, I've always, I've always he believed said it. that. He yeah, said it. That I he, that too. him and Roddenberry weren't friends, but they had met each other and they had talked a lot, and they both had a huge appreciation for each other's work, which is ironic because the Star Trek fans and the Star Wars fans, you put, no, you suck. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, it's like two teams from New York. They're and, almost as bad. They're almost you know, as bad as some modern Star Wars fans. <laughs> well, you know, and, that, and overall, Star, and don't get me wrong, Star Trek fans are jerks somewhat too. Can they like, be? Yeah. They're, they're re- recently like the people like don't like the JJ verse or don't like the new shows or don't like the Discovery. 
like, like just, you know what, just don't, why are you on here? Like, just, so I, I, I try to get out of that argument, but the original Enterprise is so, it's such a unique design, and we really haven't really seen anything like it ever since. Right. It's got the nacelles, it's got that, it's got that whole engineering thing at the bottom where the, where the space, you know, the, the, where the Galileo shuttlecraft lands and the sensor dish, and then it has that, and, and if you think about sci-fi shows, oh, it's yeah. so important because it has the bridge. It was that first thing where it kind of took on the concept of naval terminology. So there's the bridge, there's sick bay, yes. there's the land, you know, the, the you know that type of stuff. Um, and then even like there's so many so iconic things with the Enterprise. And and what if you look at when it's on TV now, like if you watch some of the TV shows when it's on now. About five, ten years ago, and I'm not even sure exactly when they did this, they basically went and they redid all the special effects with CGI. So when you watch it on TV now, it's not the original practical model effects from the 70s and well, the late 60s. It's this new CGI that they've replaced it with. Right. It's okay to watch, but I'd rather go back and watch. How it was before. I'd like to see the original. Um, to me, like, I'll watch it. I don't I don't mind. But I almost wish that they would just left the old special effects as they were. Yeah, I can you know? appreciate it. I can, I can. I'm like that, too. I, I, on that, I know what I'm watching. Yeah. You know. On that note, George Lucas change-ups after episode three to the original movies. Did you did you care for those? What were your thoughts on that? Um, I... After I have the original, I had I have, have the original, original. I have the original, original, original. Okay. I even have it on. I had it on Laserdisc, which was before VHS. Right. And you can watch that those versions, those initial ones that went to VHS. Yeah. Uh, you can see the matting when a Tie Fighter rolls. You can see squares uh, where it's cut out. Okay. You can see it. So definitely making those changes were important. Putting in episode four, and so instead of just saying Star Wars, yeah, I'm fine with all those things. It just got ridiculous when we were adding tauntauns and <laughs> like, and there's like this thing, and there's like a you know, like instead of four little bugs, there's nine. It's oh, like yeah. it just got out of hand. Like it was too much. It, I mean, like some of them were cool, but then he just like this dude, like in his. Lucas's line is like, "Great movies are never finished; they're abandoned." That's his quote. But you, you won't leave it alone. You keep going back and fixing Wouldn't it. Stop! I didn't, I didn't care for them putting Hayden in Episode Six. That didn't. It's just so it was weird. It, yeah, or it, like some of the stupid thing where like Hansel, the extra scene with Boba Fett, not Boba Fett, with Jabba the Hutt. Oh, in Episode Four, it was completely unnecessary. Jabba's like three feet. Like, why is Jabba so small? Yeah. He's like five thousand tons in the last one. There's like his like his little brother or something, and he. Like, and they didn't know what to do, so they'd Han Solo walk on his tail because they didn't know how to get Han Solo to walk around. So they had to do this really bad, like, oh, my God. What are you, what are you doing, George? A little I rough. Mean, a little, little rough for me. You know, no, I, you know, well, back to the Enterprise. I, I just think, like, it's the first fandom, too. Yes. There's nothing before that. Now, Nobody, you grew up in this time, too. Yeah. Were, were people as nuts about Star Trek, like, cosplaying? Yes. And stu- they were? Yes. Okay, I didn't know. And we didn't know. We thing. couldn't buy the stuff online, so... You had to look in, like, Starlog magazine, and maybe they'd have a fake set of ears that you could buy. Or you'd go to the conventions. I went to a convention at the old Niagara Falls Convention Center, which is the casino now. Yeah. A Star Trek convention, like, a you know, and saw the blooper reel and, and Gene Ronberry and all that stuff. Everybody was there. And it was probably the, like, mid-'70s, like, 75, maybe so I was probably eight or nine years old. You know, I've gone to uh, some conventions, not a lot. 
Um, but, I mean, they, they had the magazines and then they had all the books. So they, they really, when you think of what we have now, obviously they didn't have video games, but right. they had books and they had comic books. And then they did they got it back with an animated series, which was which wasn't bad for its time. And, um, you know, so it, the, but the fandom, and it's, the show was originally saved by the fans. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be canceled after the I second season. That. And I a write-in campaign, the fans saved it. I mean, so the show, you know, it, it, it never kind of left the... Um, you know, in many ways, the show being canceled maybe was the best thing that ever happened to it because then money came around for them to do movies and, and all the technology on it. And again, it seemed like a ship you could, that you'd like to live on in the future. Right, yeah. It's you not know, you had too, your own quarters. And, you know, like, it's not too far out of question. You can definitely imagine Yeah, you can definitely imagine yourself. Like, I mean, all the things like we talk about, like warp speed and, and tractor beams and all that stuff that we, we you hear in sci-fi all the yeah. time, and they really all came from Star Trek. Yeah. Like... Like on Star Wars, they talk about a tractor beam. They don't have a, they don't have their own name for it. <laughs> they they called it a tractor. That's because that's what Roddenberry called it. Right. You know? So there are some neat things like that. I think that it's it did that, and to me it's way. it's it's just so it's just so darn iconic to me. Like yeah, it's, and it's nostalgic for me for one hundred percent. I mean, you look at that ship, and while it is unique in its own right, that was the inspiration for all the different numbers and letters that they threw on it in in, in seasons after. Uh, in comparison, like the very first lightsaber duel, you know, that yep. was the start. Yep. It was like a two-handed battle. Yeah, very sl- more slow like, paced right. and, and whatever, but the Enterprise, the original Enterprise was like that for the remainder of Enterprise ships. You right. know what I mean? Uh, it's the same way that the original lightsaber battle was for future future battles. But right. excellent number one. But I kind of see that one. Uh, you already mentioned it, and it is the uh, it is the Millennium Falcon. It is the Millennium Falcon. So we're pretty close in that regard. We're pretty close in that regard. I, it's something I would, I would. I'm not like, uh, I'm not one of those like people who needs like the nicest type of stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'll wear dad shoes. I'll wear whatever. Right. I don't. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Crocs right now. I'll walk around in Crocs in the winter time. I'm not one of those very vain people. The Money and Vulcan. If I seen it for sale, you know, and, and there was something really, really nice <laughs> next to it, I'd probably be like, you know what? This will get me from point A to point B. Yep. I'm gonna hop in the Money and Vulcan. I'm gonna take my friends with me. Uh, yeah, it, it just seems well spaced. It, it's almost like uh, it's almost like a to like what our our technology, our vehicles are today. I would say it's like a spaceship RV, and not like the spaceballs RV right, thing, right. but compare like it's roomy. It's not right. a single person thing. You can go around with a group of people and. You can go pretty far with it, and there's all sorts of. It's got a great, in, like the interiors of, of the seem very like seem like they make sense. Yes, like the interior of the ship, the way the, the hallways are set up, and the depth of it, and the engine room, and everything. Like it definitely seems like. Although for a cargo ship, I'm not sure where the cargo goes. Like I think it's those of, where they hid themselves from the Empire. <laughs> I think that's about it. And obviously, but. there's the missing piece from the front. Yes. There's, yes. So I don't know if maybe there's supposed to be like there's supposed to be more of those, and you know, and he just doesn't have that. You know, like he never probably because I know that that actually is something that was supposed to be on the ship. Like that, the ship was designed with that concept of. If they ever wanted to have cargo, like it wasn't the original concept that that thing would was a cargo dock. Right, right. You know, so I like the I like the ladder. I like the the ramp that comes down, yeah. and you know, like somebody's always hitting their head on it. Like Chewie's running there with <laughs> C three PO, and he whacks Bought his head like, on oh, it. You know, such good moments. C three PO was like, I love C three. He was so annoying in episode five, but it was just funny because <laughs> the way he's reacting. Oh, oh, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and then. And, 
the asteroid battle is is one of the best space battles in sci-fi, especially for its time when you consider you're doing it in 1980. Yeah. You know, no CGI yet. No, there, there was actually them, like, uh, right, they were using models. They were, yep. like, filming models. And the same light that, like, Godzilla movies used to be made. Like, right. there was just people in suits with little sets. And, and that's how they did the spaceship battles. Yep. And, and it was, it's really remarkable to see how, one, you look back at that and see how far we've come technology-wise. Yeah. And two, it's like, okay. There's the, a lot of bloopers of them trying to get the, the Falcon to fly through and miss the asteroids. <laughs> and bam, the model get broken. Uh, They'd have to, like, I'd take a lunch break while we fix the model. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that, you know. and um, It's good stuff. And, and again, like, I, you know, you never really... What, what's cool about the Millennium Falcon is, if you think about it, it's the first time in sci-fi that we see a civilian really in space. Yeah. Like a guy working, like who just works in space. Yeah. You know, the Enterprise, everybody was kind of in Starfleet. We rarely did we meet people that, there were a few guys here and there, but, you know, there's a couple characters that they, they run into that are just regular guys that happen to have their own ship. But it's not like we are, we really see the show. That is based on, again, civilians and, you know, like kind of that frontier justice kind of thing. Right. You know, so he's kind of got the cowboy thing. That's where his blaster's hanging down low. And that's what's great about Star Wars. Star Wars has got that cowboy aspect to it. It's got the fantasy aspect to it. It's it's a Western It's a Western in space in many space ways. Space West. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? I can see, definitely see that point. You know, and that's definitely, and, and, and Star Trek's that way, too. Star Trek was supposed to be wagon train to the stars is the analogy, you know, that was the concept of these guys exploring, trying to find, and the people that they would meet along the way. That was Roddenberry's uh, thought on what Star Trek was supposed to be. Okay. He he wasn't big on having lots of space battles because he really wanted a good story. He wanted good. And again, that's why I think like Star Trek has always stuck with me is because because of the moral play. Star Trek's always the moral play. You know, technology is going to ruin us all. I've always looked at it that way, Diversity, things like that. You know, there's some great episodes that are, you know, original series even up until, you know, the new shows that they're doing on CBS Access are fine. I don't have a problem with them. They're, they're, you know, it was nice seeing Picard again. Right. But it's, it's kind of like when Marv Levy came back as the general manager. It's <laughs> like, bills, oh, yeah. Marv, you got a little old. You yeah. know, I'm not sure I'm buying it so much anymore. <laughs> you know, like, what would you rather be than right here, right now? Right. You should be home on your, you know, reading a book on your, on your couch. Enjoy yourself. You Enjoy know, yourself. That's a good list. You had some good stuff. Not bad. You as well. I learned a lot. And that's what I like to do with these lists. I think that's the yeah, number one no, thing definitely. is I like to learn. I got a couple things I got to look up now, especially passengers. I got to look that up. It's such a I think you'll appreciate it. I think it's got a good story to it, good overall theme. I think you'll appreciate it. But man. check out the expanse too if you get a chance. I'm going to. It's got I, an interesting vibe to it, especially in the early season. It's a little slow at first because it's kind of like a, it's kind of a detective, but he's so good, and it's got he's got an old fashioned hat and everything, and he's trying. There's, there's a lot. It's a very and it's like you'll you'll find it's very very well acted, and it starts to. And each season is its own kind of story arc. Okay. So it's definitely, you know, you don't, it's not like, oh, what is, it's like, you know, and that's, that's why some shows don't work sometimes because they don't know how to get out of, or they don't know how to get they, out they of their plot. They bury themselves. Yeah, yeah. They get in, in one hole and yeah, you got to evolve. Like Battlestar Galactica and Voyager both suffer from the same problem that Battlestar Galactica, they're just trying to find Earth. That's the premise of the whole show. You're just trying to find Earth. Yeah. Voyager, they're stuck on the other side of the universe. They're just trying to get back home. Like, so here's the fun that happens along the way. Like, I, I don't like to me that wasn't I, I never got into to I mean I like the newer Battlestar Galactica because they had how were they dealing with like the, the problems because it was post 9-11 so it had that concept of 
terrorism and, and you know, how do you survive from that? For Voyager, I just, I, I liked some of the stories in Voyager, but it was basically, we were always trying to get home. Like, yeah. It's like Gilligan's Island in space. Like, how do uh, get yeah, off, get it's, off the it's, there's only so much you can you take know, of that. I That's, see, that theme's overdone. You run out of story, especially if you're going to run the show for five, six, seven years. You yeah. Know, it's like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. But very good. That is no. the end, everybody. That is the end of our pseudo road trip. Thank you. Thank so you. much for no, coming I, up. Really, this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad we got to do this. Yeah. Uh, and and trust me, the door is always open to do this again sometime. You let me know. You had a solid top five, uh, five ideas list, so I definitely want to revisit some of those. Yeah, you got to put those polls out because um, leave the one off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about that one. There's one that's a little. It was funny, <laughs> but it's. Little, I appreciated it. You'd have to. If you pick a list and you got to say, well, you can't. You can't go too dark. You, <laughs> don't don't put that list out, you know. I will not. It's but, I will not. But I, <laughs> I'm locking it. You know, the Disney has their movie vault. I got my that's idea it, vault. That's it. That's it. It's going to come out in 20 I, years. That's, that was always my running joke on the last day of the TV studio to make a bunch of videos that I know I couldn't have made without getting fired. So, And I always joke I'd have to lock the door and nobody could get in. I just keep playing you all these keep... videos that I've been planning for 20 years. Like, uh, we're not making that video. You have to, you you have to replay the uh, the Messing with Johnson one. Where I, I have threw, to find threw, some of those. I, it's I, on YouTube I, where I threw oh, Lace I don't know. into the garbage. I have to find some more of the YouTube channels because some folks made up their own channels and I don't Jason, have everything. Jason, uh, what was his name? Jason... He used, to, he used to upload a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, I remember getting in trouble for that. You came up you came up to me the I day after we put great. it out. It was hilarious. And you came up to me the next day. You're like, yeah. Somebody got I, play, I played dumb. You bullied somebody was, or whatever. It like. was, uh, who, what, was Mr. I think it was Mr. Lori's. Like, <laughs> and we tried to do a second one. He goes, no, that's not happening. There was, there was another kid, too, that he was. I, I tried, we had another one that after you left, we did something else, too, that was similar a few years later. Oh. Which, and I was just always pushed. Now we don't. Now it's like you gotta. You, know, you gotta. It's just. Yeah. It's too. It's not the fun that was. Now we have to do things, and I just tell the kids to put them on their own social media or whatever, right, you know, right, and just you know show them to your friends or put them on your Twitter and yeah, because we can't. We don't show much of that stuff in school as much as we used no, to. No, you can't. It's, you can't. But we're, we're established now, so yeah. it's not like you know. Once we were the establishment, we, we were like kind of like Monty Python in the beginning. We could. <laughs> what are those people doing? Ah, let them go. They're all crazy. And now we're like, no, now you're now you're now you're like official. So now you. Got to kind of tone gotta it down be good. a little bit, but so. right, I mean, it, it's cool because I think back and I'm like, oh man, if I only knew knew then what I knew now. Always, it, it's 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 my mentality. Well, always it's the purpose of education. That's though. right. That is right. It, is, it has served me well. Um, but excellent. One more time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So Miranda, he he runs the Our School Channel here in, I, in, yeah, in Niagara I, Falls. If, if you, local. you don't have cable, and because most of you probably aren't in Niagara County where you can pick up the channel, if uh, go to OSC Vibit dot. O-S-C-dot-V-I-E-B-I-T dot com. And there's a lot of stuff like our city council meetings. But if you go through there, you see this, the lip dubs that we do with the kids. Lip dubs are fantastic. And I post a lot of my stuff there. So it's, inf- I mean, if you live in the city and you want to see the mayor's weekly address and stuff, a lot of it is the stuff that we do. We do the ship. I have a show in there called The Comfort Zone that, yep. I, that you were, yep. were a guest on. And, you know, like a lot of I start to load more and more of the kids stuff is that, you know, um, that's it's, on there too. Like I like all the videos that I make. Like again, we did a lot of stuff. Like you know, it's teacher lip dub, staff lip dub. Those things are on there. They're fun to watch. No, know? without a doubt. And in my opinion, still, like here I am, eleven years later after graduating. Most probably the most under under. I just wish more kids would go for it because everybody's trying to be a, a social media superstar nowadays. Right. And if they only just learned how to do it properly. I think kids would be a lot better off. So no, thank you for all that, that. you no, do. Thanks I for mean, having me. I really, this was a lot of fun. That's absolutely. Thank you for coming. Uh, but that is it, everybody. I'm not sure what we're going to do next time, uh, but I know the season is. We're, we're doing this in seasons. We have uh, 
Let's see what is this, episode 11. We're going up to 16 episodes. So uh, I'm going to take a little break, go through football season, and uh, we'll come back in January. But So this first season is almost done. But we thank you for uh, taking the journey with us. Uh, and lastly, do you even list... Oh, get in here. we got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. we got to drive 75 yards. All right? We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.